I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So tonight, in this universe, there are a few strange names. Okay, I'm going to read them out to you. Okay. Willy Wonka, obviously. Mm-hmm. Noodle. Hmm. Slugworth. Yep. Gerald Prodnose. <laughs> Felix Ficklegruber. Abacus Crunch. Mrs. Scrubbit, Larry Chucklesworth, and so on. I like Chucklesworth. That's fun. What would your name be if you were in the Willy Wonka universe? <gasps> Are they riffs on like what they do? I guess Scrubbit. She's yeah. like a Chucklesworth is the comedian. Okay. Abacus Crunch was the accountant. Willy Wonka wonks things. Um, I'd be <laughs> just registered <laughs> what you said. I'd be like um, sleepy s- sweet cedar. <laughs> Sine, sleepy sweet, sweet cedar. cedar. Okay, yeah. cool. What about you? Um, probably just Lonnie, best guy ever, smartest, handsomest, funniest guy ever. Ington, <laughs> the third. <laughs> Hello everybody, this is I Only Like You in Movies. My name is Lonnie, her name is Sine. Hi. We're here to talk about Wonka. Yeah. We were excited for this, aren't we, Sine? Because, well, mainly because of Paddington, the Paddington connection. Yes. We're those basic people who love Paddington, right? We're there. How do you call us basic? We're not basic. We were leading the charge when no <laughs> one else would listen about Paddington 2 being the best movie made of all time. It is. Don't it play is. down our efforts with that. No, I feel like it's come a little bit passe, that's all. Who cares? I don't care. No, I'm just saying. We we are those people, mm-hmm. right? That's that's who we're coming to this movie as. Paul King wrote and directed Paddington in Paddington 2. He did this one as well. Has the same energy, the same vibes, which I think work for the most part. He's not doing Paddington 3, right? No, he's not. Could you do this? Please respect our privacy at this time. Okay. <laughs> um, we, we like Timothy Chalamet. Willy Wonka was... I guess he was a big part of our childhoods, as he was most kids. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think, though? What do you reckon? Were, you, were, you, were your expectations met? Did you have expectations going in? I had no expectations. Okay. I knew it was a musical. Yeah. I knew Tim Tam was in it. I knew Hugh Grant was in it in yet another role that Hugh Grant seems bewildered and annoyed that his agent accepted <laughs> on his behalf. I thought it was a really fun, joyous time yeah agreed i think all those concerns from the trailers and whatnot and the basic concept i can see like why do we have to go back to willy wonka being a a thought perhaps yeah so this is a sort of prequel but really a different interpretation on it yeah and that is kind of where one of my criticisms comes from okay Mm -hmm. am i getting that quickly out of the way i love timmy all things I think he's really good at this. 
I'm not quite sure about the connective tissue between this Willy Wonka and the Willy Wonkas we see in the in the book and in other adaptations. So you agree with Max, who said Wilder plays Wonka as a Gatsby figure, lonely, loveless child wandering about in his mausoleum of dreams. Very jarring to watch a prequel where his origin story is that he has many friends and is well-liked by all. Pretty much, yeah. I think Max <laughs> nailed it. I, I don't see, I don't necessarily think those two things can't work together because obviously the idea is he goes mad, sort of Howard Hughes-like in his yeah, factory. this right? isn't the immediate prequel. No, no. This is him younger when he's first trying to start up being yeah. a chocolatier sort of thing. But if you watch this first and then go watch the Gene Wilder movie. But who's doing that? No, I'm just saying in yeah, terms sure. of connections, sure. it wouldn't make much sense, would it? Maybe there's a movie in between. But there could have been a hint, maybe, of that happening here. But I can definitely see why you want to make a kids' movie. It's got to be positive, and it's more fun when the main character is put upon and trying to do good, and he's got this message he wants to spread chocolate to the world, that sort of thing. I'm okay with it. It just you just have to maybe think about it as slightly different these two characters. But you know what? It is different. So that's okay. Fair enough. What do you reckon? What's the story? What happened? Oh god, I don't know. He he comes Wonka's there, he's like, I don't know, early twenties. How old is he supposed to be in this? I guess early twenties. An yeah. age. And he comes to a ship and he got like six coins or whatever and he's gonna start off being making a chocolatier. His mum's mm. died, his mum gave him the We Love Chocolate bug. And then he sings and dances his way into opening a chocolate shop. It's like like Paddington too, especially. It's a lot darker than I thought it might be because mm-hmm. he basically becomes an indentured servant. He does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think the movie likes at a certain point but then just sort of forgets that he's supposed to be. With some child labour thrown in. Yeah. 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 Again, good stuff to do that. It's not something you'd see in a typical kids movie where it's all bright and happy. It is that's, going a bit that's dark. That's Paul King, isn't it? Like writing something oh. with substance. That and has... it's Roald Dahl as well. Oh, yes, true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's good. Yeah, I think back to Paddington being in jail. But this, yeah, exactly, right? This movie wasn't based on, like, a separate Roald Dahl text or anything. No, I don't think so. Okay. Cool. So you mentioned the musical. From my memory, the other ones weren't so much musical musicals, were they? They were more Oompa Loompas doing song and dance routines. how you define a musical. No, Charlie has a little song. I think in the oh, in the yeah. Johnny Depp one where he's looking out the window and he wants oh, to be. Oh, there is one about the mum sings up. a song. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. maybe that's my memory. Has played it depends which version me. you're talking about, and it depends on your definition of a musical. Yeah. If it's a music, if a musical is defined as like, I don't know, a film with songs that progress the narrative, I still think the original counts. I think the all the songs do progress the narrative because like this is the situation that has occurred, and now this child is out of the running, and mm. we're moving on. I think. The difference there potentially is that those songs, apart from the one you mentioned with the mum and Charlie before that, mm. but I think the ones in the factory where it's the Oompa Loompas, they, there's an in, yes. in-universe reason for those songs because those characters sing sure. in-universe, mm-hmm. unlike other musicals where everyone breaks out a song and dance then forgets about it. Yeah, okay. So that, that's I mean? a difference in this film where there's like set pieces, there's choreographed set pieces where the extras come in and the chorus comes in yeah. as opposed to the other ones where it's just like singular characters singing. Yeah, and yeah. like obviously... Old mate Gene Wilder sings yes. Pure Imagination, but his character is doing that to them as a presentation rather than the musical taking over. Sure. Yeah. I thought it was a good mix of the old and the new songs. I liked the little Pure Imagination nod over the credits. I, I was like, oh, 
It's good. It just makes you feel like warm and fuzzy inside. Mm-hmm. And Oompa Loompa song coming back. Yeah, it was great. Does Hugh Grant want to be an actor? I think some of that is just him acting. Do you reckon some of it's like English dry humour that Americans I, aren't totally. understanding? Yeah. I think he actually probably doesn't mind acting that much. It's the press and being a celebrity he doesn't like. So he's Killian, basically. A little, a little bit. <laughs> do you reckon he did his own movements? Like, it's yeah. mocap, right? But do you reckon he did that? Or do you reckon he just came in and did the face know. stuff and recorded lines? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Hey. They might have done some, some of it. If you want to know already, you may as well make him do a few <laughs> Make moves. him force him at gunpoint to dance in his orange makeup. <laughs> I I think the Oompa Loompa characters, obviously, it could be a bit problematic, that sort of character, yes. right? I think they did a very good job of, of sidestepping <clears throat> a lot of that narrative, narrative issues Yeah, by making them their own country, but being sort of toffee, upper class sort of... Um, snobs almost. Yeah. And that the Hugh Grant Oompa Loompa was one who'd been cast out. That was fun. Yeah. I also think it was a different take on the Oompa Loompas to, was it Johnny Depp's, Johnny Depp's Wonka where he, yeah, we had that whole sequence of him in the forest learning their ways of how to make chocolate, right? Whereas mm. this one it was Wonka came and stole a, a chocolate pod or whatever yeah. and actually left their country in destitution and mm. they had to... There was that rule about like redeeming, like an eye for an eye, basically. You had to give it back, give it back threefold or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I liked that difference. Yeah, obviously sidestepping in the yeah. original text, the sort of slavery allegories. Yeah. And so you would hope then, if there was another movie, this the envelopes come to work for their pay and on their own accord. I would hope. <laughs> I hope they have a union. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, that was a good way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um. The narrative as well, like there's the whole chocolate cartel that he has to, to fight. That felt very uh, Roald Dahl in terms yeah, of like well, it is, Fantastic right? Mr. Fox. Yeah, because sort of. there's Slughorn and, and the other guy in the first Charlie movies who do have a monopoly on the chocolate industry and they try to, you know, hijack what's going on when Monk's... They try and get the golden ticket up. and stuff, yeah. So yeah. It, it links there for sure. Yeah. But it felt cool. And I think that's something Paul King does well in his movies is that are family movies but mm. geared towards kids, obviously. Where it's like if you want to have a, a great um, celebra- celebration at the moment and you want the hero to overcome darkness, that's to be some darkness for it to happen. Yeah. You know? He does that. He said, have, could have some macabre characters and Olivia Coleman being an absolute B word. <laughs> you need that, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, there's nothing to come, come overcome. I have an issue with her character and characterization. What is it? Okay. She just misses Lovitz. A little bit. I wanted to a bit more distinguished, maybe not the accent, maybe something else. Mm. It's just exactly taken out of Sweeney Todd, so okay. I wasn't a huge fan of that. You know what I'm getting at, though, right? It's, I you need to have. Okay. Do you reckon Paul makes it, like, super dark? <laughs> mm. And then he goes to the studio and the studio, like, Paul, we can't. Oh, it's a kid's movie. We've got to pull <laughs> it back a little. <laughs> but you got to earn it. That's why yeah. Paddington reuniting with his family is so much better because he's oh. been in prison, right? And oh. he's... And he makes everyone in prison much better. So it's like put, it's take the character and put him in the worst possible scenario. Padding is the brightest, most positive character. And now he's in prison. It was her birthday. I know. And they brought her back. <laughs> um, yeah, so Willie hooks up with uh, orphan girl Noodle. Doesn't hook up. Money, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is he interacts with and they form a friendship and a yes. partnership. 
<laughs> the different movie. Jesus Christ. No, Noodle. What do you think of Noodle? Um, I thought her songs were really lovely. Mm. Um, I thought her story was maybe one was tacked on a bit. Yeah. One more thing. She had a whole thing, which felt a bit Matilda-like, where she was, it was quite given a, which I don't think is an, it was a coincidence here, given we're working with Roald Dahl text. No. It's probably a nod. I didn't really feel a lot of her um, mm. complications. I, I didn't really... She felt a bit more plot device because we really needed someone to help him get out of the yeah the laundry and stuff. But that was all right. I noticed in our screening, you mentioned this to me afterwards, mm-hmm. the Chocolate Cartel was supposed to be there as comic relief. We didn't really get a lot from them. Our audience didn't laugh much at them. No. Matt Lucas, who I quite like in other things, wasn't bringing laughs. It kind I of that felt a little bit basic, didn't it? I don't think I am a Matt Lucas stan. I, he's in stuff all the time and I don't really find his style of humour very funny. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was more interesting, the sort of crime element with them the fact that they've got a cop mm. on the payroll and that they're you know any means necessary going to shut down this this new guy who's going to you know show them up basically so yeah i liked it, it was sort of anti-capitalist view as well it was being yeah. like no one can get ahead no one can get even get a go here because the big yes, companies are yeah. all in one themselves and you know the australian equivalent would be Coles and Woolies don't care about each other because they know they're in connection with each other. It doesn't really matter as long as they're both making Yeah, money. so the reveal is that they're all working together, yeah, these these exactly. supposed opposing Yeah, people. not yeah. to mention they've got the, the cop on the... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and zepbound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss payroll yeah Keegan Michael Key, we we don't really quite like. Love him. He was good in Schmigadoon. Great in Schmigadoon. His character has got a lot of criticism, which I think is quite fair. Not his fault necessarily as the actor. He was doing his best portraying it. It's writing. The writing and direction was very strange, and I did not like this. It was the the fat jokes about his character. It felt like from 20 years ago, if not more, wasn't funny. It was such a shame because I remember mm-hmm. leaving the cinema and being like, that was such a joyous, wonderful film. Like, it was so yeah. fun and bright and happy. Apart from. Why did it have to have that? Like, there's just no need for it. It was funny enough that he was a cop being paid off, not in money. But in chocolate. But in chocolate. That's good enough. Yeah. You don't need to have him gaining Getting, weight yeah. as he's. And then the joke, the, well, the jokes that were. The problem was like, oh, he's too fat to get out of the car and yeah, he's too fat that, to fit in his suit. It did not and... feel good. No, it didn't feel good at all. And I'm disappointed that Paul King included that because mm. I think 
without it, this would have been close to a really perfect fun yeah. time at the cinema. And you're right, it is from like 20 years ago. Like I thought we'd moved on from yeah, understanding that's that that's not sort of funny. We've moved mm-hmm. on from, you know, doing impersonations of Asian characters and we've moved mm. along from like accent mocking. The, like get over it. <laughs> People have bodies of different it shapes and sizes. We it don't should have been them, them trying to buy them off with money. That doesn't work when they buy them off with chocolate. Exactly. That's funny enough. Yeah. That, that would have been okay. Yeah. That was a bit of a shame. Yeah, I really was disappointed in that. Um, Timmy's pretty good though, isn't he? I have here perfect casting. I don't think you could get much better than Timothy Chalamet playing Wonka. Mm-hmm. He's weird enough. Yeah eccentric enough mm-hmm. has a fun time about him you know he can dance he can dance he can do a little he can rap <laughs> you have to contextualize that for the listeners because they won't know what you're talking about people they've uploaded some videos of him from from high school he was like making videos for his teachers at end of year stuff and he does like another talent show talent stuff. show stuff and like funny stuff <laughs> yeah he's rapping as what's his rap name timmy tim or something Little Timmy Tim. Tim, it's our boy. With his backward cap. Look at him being so <laughs> alternative. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, it, especially with Timothy, perfect casting. Um, I loved all the cast of characters. I loved King Michael Key. I loved everyone playing everyone pretty much. And so. there's, a, there's a standout sequence to me when, so they, they can't sell chocolate um, properly in a shop, but they can sell it sort of on the sly and they're going through town. They're on the, the tram, the trolleys, going through all town. That was cool. And mm-hmm. the, the cops are chasing them, but they can't never quite catch them because mm-hmm. they're going through like the sewers sort of stuff. Yeah. That was amazing. Teacher from Sex Education is in this. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. I really liked her. Absolutely. I want to see her in more things, please. Rocky Thakra. Incredible. Um, yeah, and Jim Carter is always good mm-hmm. in things. <laughs> Got the lovely voice, you know, obviously in Downton and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It was good to see Simon Farnaby. He's sort of playing a very similar character. He's the co-writer. He's playing the security guard. Mm-hmm. Oh, he yeah, yeah. He's a similar character in, in Paddington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Pretty typecast, I said. I don't mind. It was a nice nod to it. Yeah. We didn't really get into the rest of the plot, so basically Timothy's sort of scammed by, what's her name? Olivia Coleman. Yeah, what's her character? Scrub it. Scrub it. Um, into servitude, basically, because he got arrested for selling chocolate when he's not supposed to sell chocolate because there's a law. It's basically him escaping from that situation, starting mm-hmm. his own chocolate shop up. Turns out that he actually needs, what's he need in the vault? There's a vault that's manned by the other chocolatiers. It's all the proof that they've to... been carteling. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Skimming from the books and stuff. And so he has to try and do that to clear his name. And Found to... family as well with the people, other people who've been caught by Mr. Scrubbit. Yes, Absolutely. Can I get into some more scientific gripes around the chocolate situation? What if I said no? I'd do it anyway. Okay. Right. I'm not a chocolatier, right? I just have questions. I, I am a baker. Can I call myself a baker? I'm a, I'm a recreational baker. Well, I don't want them thinking that I've like got a qualification in baking from the school of bakers. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're a fraud, yes. How dare you? Chocolate viscosity. Mm. They're trapped in sort of like a a room that's filling up with chocolate, right? And they're going to drown. That chocolate is not melted chocolate. 
that chocolate looks more to me like chocolate milk. Okay. Like the viscosity of chocolate milk. Mm. And similarly, in the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the river that's made of chocolate, it's not just melted chocolate, is it? Because if it's melted chocolate at that temperature in order to make it flow like a river and not set while it's flowing, it would have to be heated and it would be too hot for Augustus Gloop to be drinking from. Okay? So I'm just saying that we play a lot with this sort of thing. Mm. I don't think, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe that they're drowning in chocolate. Yeah. Because it's not chocolate, you know? It is magic, though. No. I really loved the Silver Linings chocolate with the animation and the little mm-hmm. thing of lightning in it. That was mm. such a beautiful sequence. And I think Paul King does a really good job, those beautiful animated sequences. There was that. There was also when they're breaking into the safe and the blueprints turn from 2D to 3D. Mm-hmm. I loved that. It was excellent. There was another little good one. They're getting the draft out of the, the zoo, like balloons. Yes. Oh, I've got an issue with the balloons. He's all like, I don't steal, right? I don't steal. But he grabs a big bunch of helium balloons from an unman stand. You didn't pay for them, did you, Billy? He'd go back later. No, he wouldn't. It's a fine line for him between stealing I, I believe and... in William. I think he'll go back. Here's my main gripe. I don't think Willy Wonka is a chocolatier. <laughs> I think he's a candy maker. Because a whole lot of the the things that he is selling, I don't think classify as chocolate. Mm. I think they classify as what we call lollies in Australia, candy in America, other sweet confectionery. Well, that's the song from the first one, isn't it? The Candy Man Can. Candy Man Can. Mm. He's not. He's saying he's but a he's, chocolatier. He he's got, he's got a... that block of chocolate from his mum. Mm-hmm. He's about the chocolate. He's not making chocolate. The noodles holding a thing in the poster. That's not chocolate. There's a lollipop. There's a swirl lollipop. That's I, not I, chocolate. I think it just stands in for lollipops. No. No? Okay. No. You're sure. either a chocolatier or you're a candy maker. They're wow. different skills. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. He does find that when he's going around the world, doesn't he? He finds like little yes. bees and inflating things. So that's not quite chocolate. I don't think he's making chocolate. I think it's... I think I think he he's nailed chocolate, so he's making he's like broadening. Okay, then include that in the story. Then say I've done everything I can with chocolate. I want to see what all sweets are. All sweets can be good too. Yeah. A line of dialogue. Two seconds. Okay. I did love the buttercup teacup. Was a lovely nod to the original where you can eat the teacup. That's the thing. I thought that was really beautiful. Therein lie my chocolate specific critiques. Okay. They don't seem major to me, if I have to, if I have to say. Major? It's not major that, that he's carrying on being like, I want to be a chocolate maker <laughs> and he's making... It would be like saying, I'm a hamburger maker. I want to open a hamburger shop. And then it turns out you're actually making hot dogs, I think. Hot dogs. Sandwiches. Mm. No, that's a fair point. It's not a burger. He's a liar. He's a liar and a fraud. He should be struck off the chocolate Is what I'm saying. <laughs> list, shouldn't he? We haven't mentioned Sally mm. Hawkins, who we love. Sally, I'm annoyed because her being in this means she's not in Paddington 3. Yeah, I don't understand that. She's eh? the mum. Like she... she is Mrs. Brown. Like like she actually is, though. It's not like, oh, she's not. No, she's. it's one of those castings where it's like no mm. one else could play this role. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just worried, Lonnie. I'm just worried. You're worried. Wow. What do you think of the poster where um <laughs> they photoshopped legs onto Timothy to pretend he's been sitting all along? I don't know. It's weird. Why do they that? make his torso so long? Can we retweet that next week when this comes out? The poster? Yes. Okay. What else you got on Twitter corner? I've got Zoe Rose Bryant. Who's mm-hmm. we like? Yeah. Um, Wonka is an instant holiday classic and a truly magical time at the movies. Paul King's whimsical style works well here. Sorry, works as well here as it did in Paddington. Every musical number enchants, and the entire ensemble takes turns stealing the show, led by an endlessly charming Timothy Chalamet. So, Absolutely. So he's nailed it. Do you think this is going to be a Christmas classic? Because it came out at Christmas. It's a family movie. Some people think that means Christmas. I'd like to direct you all to a podcast I did for a, a little-known uh Sorry, an episode for a little-known podcast called I Miss You, Ma'am. That's a little-known, right. Um, wherein we discuss and establish rules for a Christmas film. Yeah. There is a Christmas film we've seen recently coming up that I think qualifies. Mm-hmm. This does not qualify as a Christmas Thank film. Thank you. No. There's no engagement with the Christmas theme. No Christmas themes, no Christmas carols. No. Some people think family movie means Christmassy, but not so. That's not what it means. You just watch a family movie at Christmas, okay? That's that's different. <sighs> Makes me so angry. Okay, what does the film drunk reckon? Um, I, for one, never doubted Paul King, the director of Paddington Movies, because I'm not fucking insane. Speaking to our hearts. Don't don't bet against Paul King. Yeah, absolutely. I would never. Yeah, so overall, really great, joyful film. Yeah. Maybe a couple of lazy bits in the plot, but nothing too bad. But unfortunately, really undercut for me by the horrible mm. jokes that were included. That just felt really mean-spirited. Not necessary at all. And it's, this is the thing I don't understand, is that he writes these movies that preach being kind and accepting and mm. understanding. And then to put that in your film makes you look like, well, you haven't taken any of those lessons for yourself. Yeah. I guess the thing is, like, he is, like, doing bad things, so he's sort of... Yeah, but then they're like, a bad thing has happened to him, which is gaining weight. what he deserves, His punishment, in a way. Yeah, I I totally agree. I'm just wondering why they they thought Mm. it was okay to have jokes at his expense. I guess because he was kind of a villainous character. But even then, he kind of wasn't that bad. He was caught up in the cartel. They were the bad guys. Are you telling me if someone wouldn't be like, hey, just all you have to do is just let us know when this guy is around and we'll give you a million dollars worth of chocolate? I'm sorry, guys. I'm reporting him. Like, I I want the chocolate. Yeah, that's why he's more of a tragic sort of or a comedic figure in yeah. that sense. Yeah. Also, I, yeah, as you said, I don't like the idea of someone gaining weight as a punishment either. That that is that is If that wasn't what they were going for. Yeah, it just felt icky. Same sort of thing, like, all characters are evil, need to have, like, some sort of... Um, Physical stuff, deformity. Yeah, something wrong with mm. them. Don't need that. I remember talking to a friend about that. I won't name them because I don't know if they want to be named, um, about the re-release of The Witches and stuff and about how in some ways it's a good message that in if you are a good person, then goodness will shine through. People will see that underneath and, and you know, think that you're mm. worth it. But I think I said that the issue is that, you know, if people have those deformities or, or look that certain way, it's just re-sort of establishing that prejudice i guess against them in society and they're not worthy of of love or... and it's the classic like james bond villain always has some sort of deformity missing an eye or something yeah, yeah. so that means if you're like that you are yeah. inherently scary or wrong or yeah. evil 
It's not true. No, but I, I'm just playing devil's advocate for a little bit with my friend who who did raise a good point that, that the message of if you're a good person, people will be able to see that shining through in you, mm. and that's just represented in physical beauty. But basically, it just means that you have a mm. good heart, sort of thing, I guess that you're, that other people are seeing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I did agree with them with that point. I did like their interpretation. Well, it's the thing if you that's what Rod Dahl says in The Witches in the book. It's like no yes. matter what you look like, if you're a good person, people will see that. Exactly. That's what it's getting at. Yeah. I like what it's getting On at. On a wider point though, yes. yes. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Star rating time. I need you to go first because I need to know I need to know where you're going. Four stars. Okay. I don't know, I'm surprised. You always score unbelievably high. How is it unbelievable? Well, even if it's the worst film ever, you're like three. Not true. <laughs> um, I think I give it four stars too. Okay, amazing. All right, didn't get much love with the Oscar noms, which had just come out in time of recording. That's okay. It wasn't ever going Should to probably. Have, though, there wasn't like a standout song for me mm. or a standout moment. Well, if Hugh Grant wasn't going to get an Oscar for Paddington 2. The greatest performance. Life on our history of, yeah. of humanity, really. If if Ryan Gosling gets an Oscar for that movie, I can't. I can't. And Hugh Grant never. I can't do it. Shut him down. <sighs> anyway, we'll have an Oscar pod coming out at well, some point. You, you just made me mad. Okay. All right. Let's mad. stop now. <laughs> All right. We've got the Paddington movies in our back catalogue, and we'll have more in the future on this channel. What is the name? What's coming up? Australian show, a bit mm-hmm. of Australian content we've yeah, got coming awesome. up. All of the movies, basically, that have been nominated for Oscars mm-hmm. that we haven't yet covered. Amazing. And we're going to try our best at understanding the curse. Yeah, true. See how we go. Need some time to think on that one. We do. Need right. to sit. Okay, thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.